The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency creates personalized anti-aging formulas that smooth fine lines, lighten dark spots, and improve the appearance of dark circles. Each formula is tailored to you and prescribed by a licensed dermatology provider. Formulas are customized with clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than retinol. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. Hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of Circling the Bases, proudly a part of NBC Sports Edge. I am Colin Henderson. Joining me today, as always, is Chris Crawford. Chris, how's it going out there? It's going pretty well, my friend. How about yourself? How do you think? Uh, how do you think your Giants drafted on uh, over the weekend? Look, I'll accept it. I'm not happy with the fact that Devonta Smith is not a giant right now. And don't think that I haven't written hate mail to both the <laughs> Eagles and Cowboys for screwing me with that trade up. Sure. But look, David Gettleman traded down. I have an extra first round pick yeah. next year. I have an extra third and fourth round pick you next do. year. Yeah. I'm going to work with what I got here. I'm okay with it. Liked my second and third round picks quite a bit. If it weren't for the fact that I was tasting Devonta Smith, before yeah. all of a sudden he was yanked away from me, I'd sure. give this a higher grade. But right. I'm, I, I feel a very like B plus Ian kind of feel about my draft class. And you know what? Considering how many times I've watched Dave Gettleman draft <laughs> some hog Molly defensive <laughs> tackle yeah. who you could easily get four rounds later, like yeah. you know what? I'll take what I got here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought they did pretty well. I was surprised he traded down twice. Like twice. It's, Look it's, at him it's, go. It's, yeah, it's uh, all of a sudden he. Uh, he traded my so, Seahawks. Um, uh, it wasn't as great. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about the, our pick in the second round was that, like, he's older than a lot of top 100 MLB yeah. prospects. So that's that's. Yeah. But but I got to watch a lot of action over these last couple of years because of uh, my college football duties. Eskridge is good. Like he's a good football player. So I'm excited to watch that a little bit. But uh, you know, it could be worse. I I I hated it a lot less than the last few drafts. That's that's the best thing I can say. About Look, I'm glad. I'm happy to hear it. Plus, you've got a, a pretty good safety there to cover up that first round pick that you <laughs> yeah, did not have. So Jam- you know, Jamal Adams is a good first round pick. Yeah. Yes, you, <laughs> you take the you take the good with the bad there. Bid with the better. Yeah. Exactly. You're bitter with the better. Your favorite go to catchphrase I, around here. I love it so much. Hey, hey, I love that you love it because you say it all the time and I get a little chuckle out of it every time we do. But before we get to the good stuff, a friendly reminder, we are now live five days a week here on Circling the Bases, so make sure you're tuning back daily. Different hosts on different days mean a different show daily with different flavors, so give everyone a listen. I highly encourage it. I do. I know Chris does. But just make sure you're coming back every Wednesday so you get to hear these dulcet tones from the two of us because – we enjoy talking to you, and, we, uh, and we're always happy that you're listening to anything that comes out of our mouth. So make sure you guys are tuning in every Wednesday to listen to Chris and I. Chris, who you got? Speaking of your Thursday show, 
Uh, do we have anyone on the docket this week? We do. We've got my uh, my good friend slash arch nemesis Grant Brisby of the uh, Athletic. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking some Giants, and then we're gonna do a uh, little something fun at the end called a Spoonerism draft. If you don't know what a Spoonerism is, Google it. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, make sure you guys are tuning in on Thursday morning to listen to Chris then and learn what a Spoonerism draft is, everyone. All right. Just do is start Googling away. Don't leave just yet. Wait till the end of the show and then Google Spoonerism draft. All right. So let's, after all of this joyful, happy, fun talk at the beginning, let's, let's just hop right into the negative. Cause you know what? Uh, It seems like it always happens on our show. Matt usually handles the Monday shows. He really kind of covers everything on the week, really dives into the analytics. We have Janice and Drew doing their power ranking shows on Tuesdays, which ends up leaving all of the injury talk that has happened to us on Wednesdays. And I don't like talking about it any more than you do, but if you're playing fantasy baseball right now, injuries are basically the name of the game. So let's hop right into them. And there is no bigger name out there that has suddenly gotten injured than Jacob DeGrom. We are recording right now at almost at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Um, so we don't know. Literally in the last 15, 20 minutes, Jacob DeGrom got scratched from his Tuesday start. Hopefully something we will be able to give you a live update as we go. I'm refreshing the page periodically, so hopefully we'll have something new. But Right now, he is scratched from his Tuesday start due to right side tightness. Now, we don't know if that is IL worthy. We don't know if that's just precaution, but it should be noted that he was supposed to pitch Monday and they kind of bumped him back. They said it was more due to just giving him some rest. But, you know, when you bump him back once and then all of a sudden he misses the second game due to right side tightness, I'm now starting to see a pattern. So, Obviously, there's no replacing Jacob DeGrom anywhere out there. He's, if not the number one pitcher, he's the number one player, period, in fantasy baseball. But you're going to lose him for Tuesday, and hopefully this is uh, a maintenance aspect, but we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate phrase is wait and see. And yeah. you hit the nail on the head there, too, about the fact that if this is a long-term injury, Sorry, there's just really nothing you can do to replace a Jacob deGrom. I mean, this is the best pitcher in baseball, and it is even close. With all due respect to Garrett Cole, with all due respect to some names like Shane Bieber and others, Mm -hmm. Jacob deGrom is the GOAT. I mean, he is – He and I know that's supposed to be greatest of all time, but he's the GOAT of right now. So uh, He's the GOAT's greatest of the season? Greatest of the season. He's got. He's got. He's got right here. He's something anyway. Um, I mean, and the Mets are hoping (laughs) – that but there's been very little information out, but the Mets are hoping that this is he's only going to miss one start. Uh, take that with a, a giant, gigantic, giant, uh, yeah. big of salt, because you know that's the teams like to be optimistic about this stuff, and because some of it is because teams just don't like letting out information about medical stuff unless they have to, and I respect that. But it's very frustrating as a fantasy manager because you really don't know how to go forward. In this case, it doesn't really matter because if Jacob DeGrom is a long-term injury, there's just really nothing you can do. Uh, only update I've gotten um, as of a couple minutes ago, ESPN's Jeff Passan uh, just said that 
he uh, the expectation is that he'll only miss one start. Right. He is going to, but again, you know, that's 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 hopeful and optimistic as all sides. Uh, Degrom is going to be sent for an MRI to get a full picture of his sides, so we'll hand, we'll have to wait on that. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this podcast on Wednesday morning, you won't have to wait too much longer to get some clarification on that front. But good news to at least see that this is, you know, at least early reports say that this is something that even if we're considering it, oh, he might only miss one start. That right. doesn't sound season injury, season ending. That doesn't sound long term. Again, we cross our fingers here. And if you're a Jacob Degrom owner, you're praying to whatever God out there answers because the last thing you can lose is easily, easily. And again, gigantic Garrett Cole fan, Yankee fan. Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in the game. Yeah, it's it's not it's not even close. I mean, I, I'm sorry. There's there's nobody who is pitching like Jacob deGrom right now. I'd, I'd read you the baseball savant stats, but they're pointless. Don't have to. They're all, they're all either in the 95th percentile yeah. or the 100th percentile. He's, Don't have to. That's, he, that is yeah. a laughable, that's a laughable yeah. exercise. Yeah. yeah. It's it's, but you know, I will say this though. One of the reasons why I was a little hesitant about using a first round, first round pick on deGrom in some of my drafts is he does seem to have injuries pop up every mm-hmm. year. This has not been a, 33 start 200 inning pitcher for most of his career now what you get what you lose a little bit in quantity you more than make up for in quality so that's it's but that's just me i i like because of the volatility of pitchers it's very hard for me to use a first round pick on one but if you you did use one on him boy you are just hoping 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 that this is one or two missed starts because he is obviously very important to fantasy rosters uh, someone who won't be out for one to two starts, which is a genuine bummer, is yeah. Dustin May. And Dustin May has looked so, so good for the Dodgers so far this year. I mean, I think what it was two starts ago, not excluding his injury, his start that he exited early with an injury. I mean, he had a 10 or 11 strikeouts, just dominated. And he's looked excellent. And we've, he's a guy that you and I have been targeting since the offseason, the second that he right. got that fifth starter spot. The only question with Dustin May was, is he going to start and can he up his K rate? Because that was the one thing holding him back was that he just wasn't missing enough bats and striking out enough people. He put all of that to bed so far throughout this season. However, he will be out for the remainder of this season and probably for the first part of next season as he works his way back from Tommy John surgery, the dreaded TJ it is uh, a genuine bummer to hear that because Dustin May has looked so good for the Dodgers. Yeah, he looked excellent. And I'm going to miss – you've see, you've probably seen people on Twitter comparing him to Waluigi. I'm going to miss watching Waluigi <laughs> on the mound. He has been – He's. I mean, it's fun to watch him pitch, not only because he has such great stuff, but because he's so lanky and because he does his little jumps after each uh, pitch. He, he just – he gives you that – cartoonish vibe and i mean that in a compliment sometimes people are cartoonish absolutely in a way but he's been so good like we were concerned about missing bats he was in the 94th percent k percentage <laughs> for this year which uh, it honestly seems silly that we were worried about missed bats because of mm-hmm. such a small sample in 2020 although in 2019 as well you know there were it wasn't elite bat missing stuff but it, the stuff was always there to miss bats but you know, this stinks. This is a guy that you won't mm-hmm. get to see until the middle of 2022 at the earliest now. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, the replacement I'd be looking for, and I might be uh, cutting off something you were going to mention, is so Tony Gonsolin is being worked back up to be a starter for the Dodgers. And there yeah. is definitely room in the end now. It looked like 
it's funny the Dodgers like you were ta- we were talking about how are they going to get all of these starters working well that's why you have all of these starters is because sometimes yeah. they go down and now Gonsolin I think has a chance to be very effective it's too soon to tell on an ETA for him but assuming it's in those summer months it, I'd be looking to add him right now if he's on the waiver wire in your league I was going to say Gonsolin coming back from injury. I mean, I don't know how much you feel good about David Price potentially coming back from injury and filling up that spot. Long layoff, did not, has not shown anything. I mean, obviously he was coming out of the bullpen to start the year, but like did not particularly impress when he did. So I'm very cautious on that front. So those would be the two guys that the Dodgers would theoretically replace him with. Should be noted that manager Dave Roberts has suggested using leaning into it and using Trevor Bauer every four days yeah. in the meantime to cover up the the gaps. Look, if you're a Trevor Bauer owner, I am one. You love to hear that he might potentially get a couple extra starts every now and then. But, um, and I think it also from the Dodger standpoint, because he signed such a short contract, you can kind of burn him a little bit more than say you might in a, you know, if he had signed a seven, eight year deal where you're kind of looking sure. at the back end of this. He signed a three-year contract with opt-outs at the end of one and two. So, right. you know, worst comes to worst, he's on your team for three years. But um, it's something to be noted there just about for Trevor Bauer owners. Other replacements out there, and again, there's – the way Dustin May was looking, it's very tough to replace that kind of production. But sure, the, three, the three-headed beast – or I should – beast might be an excessive word, but of the Yankees, Jamison Tyone, Jordan Montgomery – uh, Domingo Herman, all of those guys, again, on very good teams with strikeout potential with win potential might be guys, all of them available in around 50% or fewer in Yahoo leagues, all of those guys options out there. If you're looking for bigger, you know, guys who might be able to match Dustin May's performance, but take the bigger swing. I mean, Tristan McKenzie, we haven't seen him fully stretched out yet, but we really like his stuff. Mackenzie Gore has, I mean, he's coming. If you, if you just lost Dustin May, I think Mackenzie Gore is a guy you go grab right now because, you know, you might be able to get some version of that, of those uh, counting stats moving forward with him and to go with that as well. And I saw him on your prospects list, Sixto Sanchez, like he's available in 75 plus percent of leagues. Again, we have to wait for him to get back, but when he does, he could be a, a guy who could get you, Dustin May numbers, um, just he just looked excellent last year. So just yeah. a couple names to look at out there. If you're looking for some people to fill in right now, or if you're looking for some high upside, you know, low floor kind of guys to try and go for the gold. So just a couple names out there to throw out. Absolutely. And I would throw just two more out real quick. They're both on my yeah. prospect list. Uh, Logan Gilbert for Seattle, a guy yes. I think who will be up. Uh, by the way, minor league season as we're recording is just about to start. Super mm-hmm. excited for that, and I'm going to promote one thing real quick. Uh, Please I do, do. Minor league re- I do minor league recaps uh, every weekday on NBC Sports Edge, so be, be on the lookout for those. Yeah, they'll be usually do about 10 or 12 a day, so those will, those will be a lot of fun. But Logan Gilbert probably will make uh, a couple of AAA starts and then join a Seattle rotation that is kind of really hurting with injuries right mm-hmm. now, and Logan Gilbert is probably their most effective starter. And then Davey Garcia, speaking of Yankees, is another guy that I'd be mm-hmm. looking out for. I thought – 
He pitched better than his line suggested. Uh, gave Agreed. up two runs over four innings against Baltimore. Really needed to settle down, and that's not uncommon for a pitcher of his age making his first start of that year, even though you know we, we did see mm-hmm. him make a postseason appearance. I thought he pitched very well. So both of those guys would be names that I'd be looking to add. But again, it's a bummer that we're not going to get to see Waluigi in 2021. Another player out for an extended period, hopefully not for the entire year, but could be Luis Robert. Outfielder for the White Sox. He's going to be out 12 to 16 weeks minimum after being diagnosed with a grade three hip flexor sprain. That looked bad. That looked real bad when yeah. he was running to first base. I mean, he he pulled up before the bag and he went down in a heap. And that was that was that was scary to look at. Um, like I said, could be a season ender. We don't know exactly know how this will play out, but at best he could return by late July. So if you're a Robert owner out there and you have the IL spot, you hold on to him for now. In a redraft league, you hold on to him for a little bit longer, I think, if you have the spot. If you're in a keeper or a dynasty league, obviously you take the spot and you keep Luis Robert there. I, I just can't imagine that you're out there finding someone with better potential who still might come back at some point this season. Um, keep in mind, White Sox have already lost Eloy Jimenez for – most of the year, he's hopeful to come back towards the end with a pectoral injury. So White Sox have been banged up pretty good this year, which is a real bummer for a team that was so young and looked so exciting entering the year. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer to see a, a fully complete Death Star White Sox lineup. Yeah, it stinks. And I'm guessing that we actually don't see it until 2022. I mean, yeah, uh, I unless agree. unless Eloy Jimenez is like a real real quick healer. I just can't imagine. And then I do think we'll get to see Robert before the end of the year, based on everything that's being said. This is a bummer. He was hitting well too. 316, yeah. 359, 463. He only had the one homer. Zero concern about the power. No. Uh, concern about it now because he's not going to be playing. And mm-hmm. he also had stolen four bases. And it's a big loss for the White Sox too, because he is such a good defensive player. But uh, yeah, this is just, it's been a really tough First month of the season, and I know it's been actually technically a little more now, but these injuries, man, they are such a bummer, and it's why depth is so important, and it's mm-hmm. why we have hammered versatility for your bench. I mean, it's tough to replace somebody who has 30-30 potential like like Robert does, but, man, this, this has been just a big bummer of a month. Yeah, it really has been. And Robert's looked – he's looked really good, and I was not worried about the power numbers. I expected them to come pretty soon. Sure. Um, and you know, obviously this is a fantasy show, but I think this hurts the White Sox more than any fantasy lineup out there. Like he is right. such a major part of that team. Sure. And you know, I mean, fortunately he's an outfielder, which means that you've got a pretty decent, you know, pool of outfielders to replace him with. Obviously you're not going to get right. like for like, but there is at least some replacements out there. There just sure. isn't from a White Sox standpoint. There's, I mean, Billy Hamilton is going to be playing center field for them for a while. Like this is not exactly a, a good spot for him to be at. However, if you are looking to replace him, um, players who are in about 50% or lower in Yahoo leagues, um, Tommy Pham is available in like 52 or in, in available in about 45, 46% of Yahoo leagues. I'd still like him. I know that he's been off to a bad start, but like Tommy Pham is Tommy Pham. He's a good player. Uh, sure. Ryan Mountcastle, Ian Happ. I know Ian Happ just went down with an injury, but when he comes back, he just started to look like he was like he was heating up back at the plate. So he might be a guy that if he was 
available in your league, great. If he wasn't available in your league, he might be now that he's injured. A guy I might be looking at there. And Lorenzo Kane just came back. He's available in leagues. Home run did, homered in his first game back in the lineup. Uh, he's going to be at the top of a Brewers lineup that has some punch there. There should be a lot of availability there. And and I'll tip it off to you. But if you're looking for, again, the way that we talked about Mackenzie Gore and Sixto Sanchez in the pitcher spot, Jared Kelnick and Alex Kirilov. I mean, Kirilov already up, and he's looked very good since he has. Still right. available in like 70% of leagues, which is nonsense sure. to me considering how good he's been. Right. And Jared Kelnick might be the best of all the names we just mentioned. We just have to wait for him to get up. Right. And it, again, it's the same thing with Gilbert, where it's, especially after the Kevin Mather comments, mm-hmm. the Mariners basically have to have him in AAA or else they're going to have one yeah. heck of a lawsuit facing them. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. I hate it. Unionize the minors, by the way. But it's uh, it's 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 tough to replace him. Another guy I would mention, too, is Manny Margot, uh, owned mm-hmm. in roster, yes. excuse me, in 20 percent of leagues. It's hit really well lately. Average 276, already driven in 16 runs. Drove in three runs on Sunday, so he's or Monday, excuse me. So he's a little bit fresher, but Margo's a good player, and it looks like he's going to get uh, some playing time. But man, I, I hate injuries. They're just—I mean—they're a natural part of it. But every time I talk about him, I just get a little bit more bummed out. You and me both, man. Well, the yeah. fantasy season is live, and clearly so are injuries. So make sure you guys are signed up for NBC Sports Edge Plus. Filled with constantly updated rankings and in-season tools, NBC Sports Edge Plus is a great way to dominate your friends and families. Best part, signing up for Edge Plus gets you access to our fantasy football, basketball, and hockey sections as well. And as a reward for our listeners, be sure to use promo code BASES10 to get 10% off any premium subscription package, either monthly or annually, regardless of tier. So to find your edge, make sure you're signing up for NBC Sports Edge Plus. The promo code again, BASES10. And as the summer heats up and you get super into your fantasy team, which you probably already are, just make sure you go download that NBC Sports Edge app. With clean new layout and player and team customization, keep up to date with everything happening all in one convenient app. Our daily player notes truly set us apart from everyone else and is a must-have for serious fantasy managers who want that title. So head over to the Apple App Store or Google Play to download for free. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm very, very rude. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. But speaking speaking of those season tools, so uh, if you're a prospect person, I've got a lot of good stuff that goes into those season tools. I do a prospect positional every week, which updates mm-hmm. the top 20 prospects uh, at each position still in the minors. Also, I update my top 100 live. So uh, as prospects get called up, I update it. That Nobody else does that. I'm just going to throw that out to you. Nobody else is doing that where they're adding and subtracting as they're called up. So if you're in a dynasty league and you're looking for fresh rankings, and I know fresh rankings can be super hard to find. It's it's harder to find, uh, easier to find fresh vegetables than it is to find fresh prospect rankings. So I definitely want to mention those because I work hard on them and uh, I want you to read them. NBC Sports Edge Plus, guys. Sign up for that. Truly has made my life as a fantasy owner all the easier, just constantly getting all of that good stuff. And Chris's stuff has been excellent. I follow his prospect stuff religiously because I don't have time to watch, you know, uh, double a minor league games from the West coast. I don't have time for that. All right. But Chris does. does. And Chris has been doing it all the time. So make sure you guys are following it there. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let's keep going with the injury list because unfortunately we have to, and let's stick with the, let's go back to the Mets here as JD Davis placed on the IL with a sprained left middle finger. It's unknown how long he will be out, but it wasn't healing fast enough for the Mets. That is backdated to, I think May 2nd. Uh, John VR is in line to handle third base until he returns. Uh, they don't, Mets currently don't expect him to be out particularly long-term, but if you are a JD Davis owner, uh, fortunately, third base spot is pretty deep out there with a lot of good players that you can replace him with. So start scouring your waiver wire there. Yeah, JD. The the bummer here was JD Davis was crushing the baseball. Yes, he was. The yes, he was yeah. going for it. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was making a lot of hard contact and uh, defensive issues to be sure. But mm-hmm. uh, a, certainly a guy who's always been able to hit was ranked like in the 85th percentile of maximum exit velocity. Uh, Villar's kind of an interesting replacement, especially mm-hmm. for those uh, who are looking for help in steals. But uh, not a guy that I really trust to contribute in any other category, unfortunately. But if you are looking for the help in steals, knowing that he's going to be in the lineup on a more consistent basis, I guess he's technically uh, a decent replacement, but you can probably do better. Alec Bohm, by the way, one of the most dropped players over the last week. Guy out there that you, if you are a J.D. Davis owner, if for some reason Alec Bohm got dropped in your league, he's a, a pretty like-for-like replacement right there. Easy one, uh, yeah. Exactly. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's stick with the Mets. Edwin Diaz, fortunately, some good news. We finally get to say some good news. Edwin yeah. Diaz felt much better after leaving Sunday's game at, with back tightness. He looked he looked off in that Sunday game. I mean, he got yanked almost immediately after that Reese Hoskins home run slash not home run that occurred. Uh, right. We'll get it. We don't have time to get into that because I got 30 minutes on that. But yeah. it looks like Diaz will avoid a stint on the IL, which is great. However, if you're looking for saves in the short term, Jury's Familia will likely handle save opportunities until Diaz is ready to go. They, play, they got a set against St. Louis right now. So if you're looking for saves... Jury's Familia, a pretty decent candidate to fill in while Diaz is on the mend. The only thing I have to add is that my grandma really misses Edwin Diaz. They, Does the, she? The, Mariner, the Mariners made a good trade. Like, they made a great Cano, trade. She just has a really, seen, really good trade. She hasn't but, seen Kelnick yet. But she loved watching Edwin Diaz come into games because he was he just threw so hard. And like mm-hmm. the last season there, he was so dominant. But yeah. my grandma misses Edwin Diaz. What do you have about 44 saves that year when they traded him off? I mean, it was, he was, it, he was, it, it was a high number anyway. Yeah. Uh, he was locked by the way, down. by the way, kill that stat. It is such a stupid stat, but I know, I know we're no arguments here. program, but it is just such a stupid stat. No arguments on my end. All right. Let's talk <laughs> about Anthony Rendon as he left Monday's game against the Rays after fouling a ball off his left knee. It, this is one of those rare scenarios where it looked worse on the field than apparently it turned out to be because he looked like he was in pain. 
but um, fortunately x-rays and MRIs have come back negative. So angels are considering him day to day, huge sigh of relief for Rendon owners, because I mean, he just returned a week ago from a groin strain and now all of a sudden fouled this ball off and the way he was in pain. I thought something with, I thought he was going to go hop right back on the IL. Hopefully he can avoid that stint. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it sounds like it's just going to depend on how he's feeling over these next couple of days. It was kind of fun to see Albert Pujols playing third base after yeah. uh, Rendon left. That was a, a nice little reminder of uh, how old I am to, to remember uh, Albert Pujols being a so-so third baseman for the Cardinals. Not terrible, but, you know, so-so. I would have been looking to bunt if that game was a, uh, a different uh, case where if I was Tampa Bay and losing, I'd be looking to make holes make some plays, but yeah, hopefully with Rendon, this is just a short-term thing. Uh, the metrics say his numbers are decent with an 814 OPS, but the metrics suggest that there's been a lot of bad luck. And I imagine yeah. that Rendon will once again be a top five or six fantasy third baseman and be underrated again in 2022. Cause that's just what we do. Could not agree more. And honestly, his injury here, I mean, even if you were to hit the IL stint, I think for certain fantasy managers, that might be even better because yeah. Go buy him now. Go buy him now. All of his metrics look like, again, he has just been devalued after a so-so 2020, which again, the metrics backed up that he was better than what he was last year. This and year, the metrics back up that he's better than what he has over 25 games right now. I mean, if you're right. going out to go grab somebody, Rendon is going to be a top five, top six, third baseman at the end of the year. He is Never absolutely yet. a guy I'm happy to go buy low on right now. Absolutely. Uh, and let's uh, let's talk about George Springer a little bit as he came back, finally made his debut over the weekend, hit two homers on Saturday and looked great leading off for the for the Blue Jays. But he's not available to play on Monday due to fatigue. He's hopeful for Tuesday and Wednesday. I have not gotten an alert yet that tells me if he's in the lineup yet on Tuesday. Um, but he has missed uh, nearly the entire season due to an oblique injury that he got in spring training. He's only DH'd since he's been back to the lineup. They haven't felt great about him playing the field just yet, but you saw it on Saturday. George Springer is really good with a bat, and he had two homers, had three RBIs, uh, I think three hits in that game. He's going to be a top, and it looks like, and this was one of my biggest conversations was, where does Charlie Montoya play him in that lineup? Obviously, right. he was a leadoff guy in Houston, but were you going to keep him there knowing that he can be such a run producer in say the three, four, five spot. Fortunately, the blue Jays are pretty deep in that spot with Bichette and Teoscar Hernandez and Grichuk and Vlad jr. So they don't particularly need him there, but a one, two of Marcus Simeon and George Springer before that gauntlet is a really nice spot for him to be. And tell me right now, George Springer from, theoretically now till the end of the year, like he's, he could push top 10 outfielder. Yeah, absolutely. Like his run production is so underrated and, Mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't give you steals. I think he's got something like 16 over the last three seasons. That's so you're probably not going to get any production because the, the blue Jays are going to not want to one push him with what's going on. And two, I mean, you've got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette and Teoscar Hernandez guys hitting behind him. They're they're just not going to risk it. But mm-hmm. he's going to get he's going to score a ton of runs. He's always done that throughout his career. He's going to drive in some runs because the bottom of the Blue Jays lineup should get on base for him. He should be fine. It's just 
we got to take a look and see what's going on because I, I do remember that he didn't look great running the bases on those homers. No, uh, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. Uh, so that, that is something that I think we do have to at least be cognizant of. Uh, you should be paying attention anyway. Uh, right now, the Blue Jays haven't released their lineups because they're cowards. So why would they? Why would they not release their lineup before <laughs> for our fantasy show? It's it's very selfish of them. It's rude. But, uh, it's rude. It's yeah, rude. It's and very, I will be writing. An, I will be writing a very strongly worded email to them after this. Yeah, it's uncouth is what I what I would <laughs> uncouth say. Uncouth um, is right. Yeah, uncouth. But uh, yeah, I I think Springer, as long as he's healthy, is going to be a a very 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 good fantasy option. It's just it's a little frustrating to see that he's already in maintenance mode, but it, it, that in this case, it just is what it is. Yeah, and again, like when we talked about the Trevor Bauer, you can burn him a little bit because you signed this as a short-term contract. Blue Jays set a franchise record seven-year contract with him. They're yeah. gonna take. They're gonna k- treat him with kid gloves for a little bit. Make sure that he at least starts off his tenure in Toronto slash fake Toronto down in Florida. Yeah. With uh, off to a good start. Let's end with a little fun as, or I should say fun for everybody except for Jesus Lazardo and Jesus Lazardo owners uh, or managers. But Lazardo was put on the IL after suffering a hairline fracture on his left pinky while playing video games. You know, like you and I, we're basically like pros. They're just like us. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to be out for some period we got to see exactly how long a hairline fracture runs but it's on his pitching hand so that is absolutely cause for concern there sure um so he's gonna be out for a little bit but chris let me ask you this front what is the have you ever gotten injured playing video games like what is your most embarrassing nonchalant injury that you've pulled off right there so real quick, I, I do want to say I really want to know what video game it was he was playing. I wanted to. I'm assuming it's the show just because I'm on brand. But yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably the show too. I'll be very disappointed if it's something like Fortnite or something like that. <laughs> uh, if Fortnite if Fortnite sponsors our show, by the way, I take that all back. Fortnite, great game, a lot of fun. Um, the worst injury I ever had, I was pretty young, but I was either eight or nine and uh, I was just hanging out with my best friend and we were doing weightlifting stuff and I decided to take a I believe it was an eight pound dumbbell and tried to balance on my head well it didn't last on my head very long it fell directly onto my foot and it broke yeah. three of my toes and uh yeah I felt pretty stupid that's a good one that's a good one I, yeah. I, I'm very I'm now mentally imagining you trying to balance an eight pound barbell on your head, which is very funny. So here's the thing too, is I wasn't balancing it like the long ways with like the bar, like this way. Oh good. That's better. Cause I want to, yeah. I tried to take it. I tried to go North South and see how long it lasted. And it just tumbled right onto there and might've shed a few tears that day. That's a good one. I gotta say, I, I was trying to think back and like, what's my stupidest injury. And I gotta say, I, I think my worst injury was when I gave myself like second degree burns on my nose while being oh. a kid and trying to blow out a, a marshmallow over a fire that has caught <laughs> and trying to push it to my mouth to blow it out. And in turn, burning the front part of my nose while doing so. Ooh. I think that's probably my worst one, or at least I should say Eesh. my most embarrassing one. The one that like you lied to your friends when you went back to school the next day and you were like, oh yeah. man, you sh- should have seen it. Oh, I was taking a BMX bike, <laughs> fell face yeah, first, that- scratched up the front of my nose, man. That's how it works. <laughs> Not like, go, oh yeah. no, my marshmallow's on fire. I don't want it to go black. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's, 
It was a different time, but yes, it was, I'd say that's probably my worst month. We're we're a couple of winners, aren't we? Oh yeah, that's the reason why we're here, man. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's the reason why we're not in the pros. It's, it's, yeah, because that's I, exactly. Uh, it. Yeah. I've been focusing too much on those video games, and I haven't been playing it hard enough to break a finger just yet. And if if I wouldn't have broken those three toes, I could have thrown ninety miles per hour. It just I just never recovered from it. I, I, see, I, I believe it. I I hundred percent believe it. Thank you. Well, <laughs> well, that just about finishes up our show for today. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you are subscribed to Circling the Bases wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review us. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Call Don't Lie. And you can follow Chris at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow as Chris will what, – what, what was the draft again? The, We're doing the Spoonerism draft. The Spoonerism draft. Make sure you're tuning in to find out what a Spoonerism draft is tomorrow. I will be checking in on that as well. So I think that's coming out Thursday morning, so make sure you guys don't miss it then. So until next week, as always, stay safe out there, and thanks for the listen. Love you, Dom Smith. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.